We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I'm Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky. And Matt, I am back in the St. Louis uh, area here at my uh, home in New Athens, Illinois. Very good. Back down south again from the cold north. Yeah, I tell you what, we were so glad. I mean, I love Minnesota, but not in winter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we were glad to get away. Although, see, it was really nice. Nice. Now, that's for Minnesota. Minnesota nice. Minnesota when we were nice, there. yeah. Because yeah, it, it stayed in the 20s, which apparently is something that's really good if you live in Minnesota, if the temperature stays in the 20s. And we had no major snowstorms, just flurries. <laughs> so good. there you go. It's all relative, I guess. <laughs> it, oh, it, it is. It is. For them, when it gets up to, to uh, freeze, even, it's up to 32, they're out in their shorts and their T-shirts. Um, before we go any further, because we've got to get on to the stuff about Simeon that you started with us last week. You bet. But I got a new, I got a new joke calendar. Oh, boy, you know, it's the new year, isn't it? New year, yeah. And, of course, I have to read some of them to you so I can take it off my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. for, for ministry purposes. Now. For ministry purposes. But now here's here's the thing, though. I could not get the same one that I got the previous years, the, the Hallmark uh, Shoebox Greetings, which was just outstanding. This one, let me see. This one's entitled uh, Jokes and Puns and, and, and Riddles. The, the right. scary thing is it says 290 bad jokes. <laughs> so, um, well, I, I'll give you a couple of them, and, and you and, and our audience could be the judge. Okay, so, Matt? What, what about the other 75 days of the year, though? That's, uh, I, I have, I have, that's a good point. <laughs> maybe, those are good, maybe, those are all good, maybe those are good jokes. <laughs> oh, that's it. So out of 365, some, what, about seven, 75 are actually any decent. <laughs> No, I think the point is, is that the weekends, they, they double up. You know, oh, none of these yeah. calendars okay. give you a full 365 right. days anymore. We're, we're getting cheated all around. Candy bars aren't as big as they used to be either, Matt. Calendars yeah, don't run 365 days anymore either. So a customer, and a, a customer in a department store was being sold a very cheap suit. But the left arm is a lot longer than the right arm, he complained. That's why it's such a bargain, the sales clerk explained. Just cock your left shoulder up a little like this and tuck this left lapel under your chin a bit like this. But the right leg is way too short, argued the customer. No problem, the sales clerk answered. Just keep your right knee bent a little at all times. Walk like this and no one will notice. The fellow finally bought the suit and proceeded to cock his left shoulder into the ear, tuck the left label under his chin, bend his right knee and limp out of the store. Two doctors happened along and noticed him. Good heavens, the first doctor said to the second. Look at that poor injured fellow. Yeah, answered the second doctor. But doesn't that suit fit great? <laughs> okay. That was one of the bad jokes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, here's one more. Maybe this will save us here, Matt. 
What's big and gray and has horns? Big and gray and has horns. Big and gray. I don't know, John. What is it? It's the elephant marching band. <laughs> oh, the horn. Okay. <laughs> you get it. Oh, it's yeah, the sure. elephant. Yeah, the trombone marching. section. Yeah. Well, it's early, Matt. You know, it's early. <laughs> That was just that was January fourteenth. That last one, so you know, there's there's time. We can only go <laughs> up from here, John. That's that's, <laughs> that's right. Oh my goodness! So Matt, we must have something better than that. Oh Lord, help us! <laughs> <I> sure <hope> so. <laughs> so where well, are we going today? Well, well, People, get for, your Bibles out. Yeah, yeah, thanks for setting the bar low, John. For, for yeah. the rest of the episode, that's great. Uh, <laughs> you need the bar set low. I'm the guy to come to. <laughs> Oh boy! So we, we want to continue our conversation from uh, last last week. Uh, we were looking at Luke chapter two, and in these days after uh, Christmas, uh, now in the season of Epiphany, uh, as far as the church year goes, uh, we're looking too at these events in Jesus' life following his birth, and in particular, we started looking at uh, that trip to the temple with Jesus, uh, Mary, and Joseph. 40 days after his birth. And so we're going to be in Luke chapter 2, beginning with, uh, well, verse, well, let's see here, verse, uh, maybe verse 25 or so. Uh, okay. We want to set the scene again, just kind of re remind our listeners where we're at. Uh, we were talking last week about how those opening chapters of the book of Luke are almost like a musical. Um, and, and John and I had toyed with the idea of producing <laughs> a musical ourselves and <laughs> That really hasn't gone anywhere, has it, John? No, no, no. No one's come and encouraged us in that at all. Yeah, no one, no one stepped forward as a producer or... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no investors have said, hey, we'd like to put money into that. Right. We're still waiting. We're still waiting. Yep. Uh, but so there, here's your chance to get in on the, on the ground floor. Anybody right. out there that's thinking that's they right. want to invest in a musical. Yeah. Send your checks to KFU Radio. Uh, yeah, it, it's just the memo line put Western with the basics musical. They'll know what yep, you mean. There you go. Uh, but it, it really is those, those opening chapters of Luke. We have lots of action, but then there's these pauses in the action and, and people break into song, which is kind of cool. Uh, we see that with Zechariah. We saw that with Mary and her Magnificat. We saw that with the angels as they proclaim Jesus' birth at Gloria and Excelsis Deo. And now the final song is Simeon's song here in Luke chapter 2. So again, uh, Jesus coming to the temple as just a 40-day-year-old infant, 40-day-year-old, uh, a 40-day-old infant uh, with Mary and Joseph, and uh, they're doing this to fulfill the law. We talked a little last week about how that fulfillment of the law was taking place as they make sacrifices, uh, not maybe the preferred sacrifice of a lamb, but a sacrifice nonetheless, uh, and one prescribed in the book of Leviticus for those who maybe uh, couldn't afford that preferred sacrifice, just the sacrifice of, of birds, uh, a pair of birds. Uh, so here they come, and as they enter in the temple, we hear now about Simeon. So that's uh, verses 25, John, through uh, 26. Let's read those two verses. Okay. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Yes, thank you. Um, so so here we go. Uh, Jesus coming to the temple with his, his family, and this, like we said last week, is probably unexpected. If you're looking for that Messiah, that anointed one, the one who is, is going to, to, to redeem Israel and, and even redeem the whole world, 
um, this might not be what you expect to see. This infant in his family's arms, uh, a, a poor family on top of that, who's bringing not the preferred sacrifice, but just a few birds to make that sacrifice to the Lord. And yet cloaked there in, in infant clothing is, is the Savior, the Son of God himself. And why in the world would Simeon know that and realize that that day in the temple? Well, I think we see the answer there in verses uh, 25 and 26. It's, and, not, it's not Simeon's doing, right, John? No, uh, no. Two times we hear it's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And, and I was just thinking that's important for us to note that, that if you're looking for Jesus, you may not find him where you think you're going to find him. Uh, you you have to let the Holy Spirit show you, lead you to where he might be found. And, and we can talk more about that in a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the, the, the humility, the humbleness, this is where Jesus is found. And I think that's part of Luke's theme here, too, in his gospel, that it's in these unexpected places that God is revealed that Jesus is found. And here this is certainly a prime example of that. Yeah. Well, it, it just follows up on what we had for the Christmas story. Who's going to expect the uh, Son of God to be lying in a feed trough? That that would be unlikely for any baby, but but particularly for the Son of God. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think too. I'm glad you brought that up because at Christmas, you're exactly right. Unexpected, uh, but at least the the shepherds had angels <laughs> to tell them, "Hey, this is the one." Right. Um, so they had this multitude of the heavenly hosts to tell them. Uh, but with Simeon, I think it's interesting. There, there's no angels. There, there's no fanfare. There, there's no announcement. Uh, it's just this family coming into the temple. That's it. And so the only way that he knows is, is really, really, in Simeon's case, it's just the, the direct guiding, as far as it was revealed to us, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think that's wise on Luke to do that because we might conclude, oh, yeah, well, we've got to wait for an angel to tell us where to find the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, Paul says, you know, the, the devil can take on the appearance of an angel of light. So angels in and of themselves are, are not sure evidence that you got the truth. In, in fact, it tickles me that even the shepherds didn't believe the angels. They said, we got to go check this out. Yeah. <laughs> really? There's a babe in a manger wrapped in swallowing. we got to check this out. Okay. So uh, the Holy Spirit at work, uh, certainly in Simeon's life and in ours too, and we'll talk more about that. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and move on to Simeon's actual song. We've talked about this song. We've talked about how this is musical-like. Well, let's, let's hear the song. Here it is. So it's verses 27 through 32, John, if you'd like to read that. And Matt, I will never, ever be able to do this text and have the same images I've had in the past because now I'm going to picture the orchestra rising, the sound beginning to lift, the melody started, and here Simeon stands up and says, Lord, now you are letting your servant... All right. Yes. <laughs> what, what was your phrase? He uh, steps out. No, not steps out in song. What did you say? I, I, I'm not sure. What? <laughs> okay. Well, it's whatever they do in a musical. Yeah, that's right. They the break out. That's band, what you said. They, they break, break out. It, yes. I don't know if it's quite Andrew Lloyd Webber scale here or not, John, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, that's what happens. Yeah. That's better. It's better than Andrew. Anything Andrew Lloyd Webber could do. All right. And Ed, okay. And he came in the spirit into the temple. That's Simeon. Simeon yeah, came the, in the spirit. The spirit is at work again. Yep, and, and when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and sang out, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation 
that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Pretty yeah. good song, really. That was a great song. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. Well, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be humming that when you leave the theater. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I think that is interesting because we we do kind of I hum along. I kind of do. Uh, yeah. Because we we do sing this song, right? Uh, yes. It's been yeah. set to music. It's been set to music in a, a few different ways, different settings that I'm aware of. Um, there's probably many more uh, because we sing it as part of our worship service, and rightly so. Uh, and and we'll get to that too. Uh, but I think the the word I really wanted to pick up on here, perhaps, is uh, that, that word of peace. Lord, you're letting your yeah. servant depart in in peace. In peace. Um, you know, finally. Uh, Simeon's able to sing that. It had been promised to him. He wouldn't see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And now uh, he can depart in peace. Uh, he can depart in peace. And that got me thinking too, um, you know, where where do we find our peace, John? You know, uh, Simeon's peace uh, was here in, in an unexpected place, at least to the outside world, this child. But where, where do we expect to find peace um, as people? Money, 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 money. <laughs> Give me more money. Show me the money. Yeah, hey, I got enough money. That's right. I'll have peace. Well, That's yeah, a you're, good place to start. You're retired now, right? You're, you're on a no. fixed income, you know, and, no. and all those uh, retirement planners, uh, make sure you have enough money. Make sure yep. you have enough money socked away. You have to have X amount of dollars to make sure that you're going to be safe in retirement, comfortable in retirement. And that becomes almost our life's goal is to accumulate enough money so that we can retire. And we're on easy street. We have no worries. We have peace, peace. That, that's me. You're talking about my that's, life. Pastor John Cups can describe to a T. But but you know too, right, John, from experience that that doesn't guarantee peace. I think nope. about some of the trials you've gone through since you've been you retired. Need, you need health too. Day. Health, health, money, and health. Yeah. Because money can't buy you health. Yeah. And I can't I, buy I, you love either, but that's another song. <laughs> another story. But yeah. I, I think that uh, I, I'm glad you said that health, because I think right now, a worldwide, that's sort of where we're looking for peace. Oh, uh, yeah. We're yeah. looking for peace right in the midst of this COVID pandemic in a vaccine. Uh, that's all we hear about in the, the news and news feeds. Uh, the, the new president. Uh, the first hundred days, hundred million vaccines, well, which is which is great, which is great. Uh, but but um, I think that we can uh, be tempted to look to those vaccines for our peace. If only I'm vaccinated, then I'm going to be okay. If only I'm vaccinated, things will be back to normal. Life will be good. I'll have no worries anymore. And when you think about it, though, any vaccine, uh, any vaccine, is it going to bring eternal peace? Um, is it even going to bring us temporal peace here and now? Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe not. Uh, but, How long will but, it even last? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but certainly not that eternal peace. Um, so I, I think just so important for us to, to recognize. Vaccine's great. That, that's wonderful. Thanks be to God. A gift from him. Uh, but um, our peace ultimately doesn't come from Pfizer or Moderna or any other pharmaceutical <laughs> drug maker. Uh, it's found... It's found in the same one that Simeon found peace in. It's found only in Jesus Christ. You know, you know, Matt, you just lost us a whole bunch of, of, of development money there. <laughs> oh, is Pfizer going to sponsor the musical, John? <laughs> well, I'm thinking it would have been a tie-in. Hey, we're trying, we'll, we'll put it right in there. The peace that comes from Pfizer. But no, oh, no, that won't work. Yeah. Brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, yeah. 
um, so yeah, peace in unexpected places. And I, I think that um, that's so important for us as Christians, that, that our peace, peace now and, and peace eternally is found where it's, it's least expected. Uh, it's true for Simeon and true for us. I think of um, the cross of Christ primarily, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I think so, so often we we take it for granted. I do as a pastor oh, the cross. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's uh, our salvation, and that's how we're that's how we're forgiven. Uh, but uh, we lose sight of the fact, and we forget that. Wait a second, the cross is unexpected. That's an instrument of death and torture and capital punishment. Uh, that doesn't bring peace uh, to anyone. That just brings agony and pain and death. But uh, in Christ, uh, it's used as that very thing, an instrument of peace through Christ's blood shed to take away our sin. Uh, unexpectedly. I mean, you need to define that, though, yeah. because certainly for his disciples, certainly for his mother, we, we talked about that a few weeks ago, uh, there was no peace when, when he died on the cross. In fact, just the opposite. That probably was the time of greatest fear and anxiousness. So what kind of peace are you talking about, Matt? Yeah, and I I think what you just mentioned comes up in, in the following verses. We'll read that yeah. because um, Simeon talks about to Mary in particular that uh, this this child, right, is going to be a sign that's opposed and a sword will pierce your own soul also. Um, Simeon's alluding to exactly what he said. For Mary at the foot of the cross, it's not going to be peaceful. It's going to pierce her, right? Um, so... From what you see there at the cross, you're right. Uh, this isn't peace. This is agony. This is death. This is forsakenness from the Father even. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, it would be my answer, John, by the same means that Simeon sees that this little child brings peace. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit, the promises and the word that we could ever believe that something like the cross could bring peace. And, and I think it is a reminder to all of us, too, that, that when we're talking, when Christians talk about peace, and I think you've already illustrated that with the business about uh, health and, and money, uh, we're not talking about a worldly peace. In fact, Jesus says quite the opposite. He says, in this world, you'll have trouble. Uh, don't look for peace here. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean we can't have, like you said, a, an eternal peace or, or a different kind of peace, a spiritual peace. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I think the other unexpected place we find peace is, is certainly in the Lord's Supper. Uh, yeah. we have, it's bread and wine. It's it's this little wafer. It's a little Mogan David, you know, and, and yet it brings peace. And again, it's because of God's word, his promises attached to that supper. And uh, by faith, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we receive the benefits promised there. And we are given peace and forgiveness and salvation. And I, I bring that up because uh, that's when we sing the Nunc Dimittis. That's what we call it. A Simeon song he has a name even, the Nunc Dimittis. It's named after those opening words of the song in Latin. Uh, now depart. Now you're letting yep. your servant depart in peace. And we sing that after we, when we receive the Lord's Supper. And it uh, reminds us that we, yeah, we depart in peace now from the Lord's house. Uh, we depart in peace back out in the world, uh, having been forgiven. But, but even more, as Simeon, I think, is alluding to, uh, we can even depart this life in peace, knowing that we have peace now and evermore uh, through that same one, the body and blood of the very same one who came into the temple and who laid down his life on the cross. And, and, and Matt, I, I always thought that was so appropriate because, you know, uh, Simeon hasn't seen any angels, like you said. Uh, the baby doesn't have a halo around his head. Uh, he's not shining in the arms of, of Mary. He looks like just any other ordinary infant. 
Uh, and yet uh, the Holy Spirit has told Simeon, this is the one. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, and the same way for us, where we go, the, the bread and the wine doesn't look special. Uh, I know you've got it in special uh, a flagon and, and a host box, and uh, they're, they're, but, but itself, it looks pretty much just like any other wafer or any other wine. Uh, but again, by the power of the Spirit. See, that's how we know it is, because the Spirit, through the words of Jesus Christ, have informed us. And, and I appreciate your thought, because that's how we close the service then, isn't it? We, we, we have that peace, that, that prayer for peace, uh, you know, from Aaron's benediction, the peace of the Lord. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, peace peace throughout the service and peace as we leave the service. And I, I guess let's finish up, John, with uh, what follows after his song. Let's read verses uh, 33 through 35. Before we do that, just one one real quick thing here. Uh, I know we usually picture Simeon as being as this old guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of like me, <laughs> bent over, decrepit. Only got a few days to go, a few years maybe, because uh, it says, you know, the Spirit said he wouldn't see death until he mm-hmm. had uh, seen. The, but it's interesting, and, and of course that's the language here too. We go with uh, "Let your servant depart in peace," and so we think of the old guy ready to go to heaven. Uh, but it's interesting if you look at the Greek and those those aren't those aren't words about death. Those are words about slavery. Uh, the word servant there is actually doulos, if I remember correctly in the Greek. So that's the word for someone who's a slave. And the word for depart is the word for emancipation. It's to be set free from slavery. And, and so we don't really know how old this guy was. He could have been your age. He could have been the age maybe of, of someone 10 years younger than you because you're getting old now too. <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, and I think that kind of says about what the peace is, too. Uh, it's not just the peace, oh, when we die, we're going to go to heaven. But it is a peace to know that we're set free. We are no longer bound by sin, death, or the devil. Those things have all been conquered by this little one that Simeon sees there in the temple that we have seen and know as the one who died on the cross and arose from the grave. Uh, and so from that, so I just wanted to throw that out because I, I had not noticed that at first, but the language there again uh, is not the language of death. It is the language of freedom. Uh, to be a servant is to be a slave and to be uh, uh, de- de- to depart is actually the, the Greek word for emancipation, to be set free. So anyway, yeah. all right. I, where, where did you want me to read now, Matt? Yeah, let's uh, just finish up with 33 through 35. Okay. And his father and his mother, that's uh, Mary and Joseph, marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, here's that verse, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Yeah, yeah. So more promises, more prophecies spoken through the Spirit. And uh, the, the rising and fall of many in Israel. You know, part of that what it means is some are going to reject Jesus. <laughs> and some by the power of the Holy Spirit are going to believe that he really is who he says he is. Uh, so again and again throughout Jesus' ministry, we see just that. Uh, Jesus looks unexpected by human eyes, maybe, uh, of what they expected the Messiah to look like or what they expected him to do or say. After all, he's eating with sinners and, and prostitutes, right? Uh, but yet... Uh, through the work of the Holy Spirit, through the, the promises of, of the Old Testament. Yeah, some do believe the rising, but, but it's the fall of many too, as some do reject Jesus. Um, so again, we thank God for the, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, uh, and certainly through his work that we hold fast to the promises given so that we can see Jesus for who he is. 
that he is the son of God, that he is the savior, that he's the one who sets us free, as you said, John, and gives us that eternal peace. And, and, and again, I hope all of our listeners understand that this is not just some story in the Bible. This is actually our story. It happens every day. It happens every time we go to church, particularly, and we partake of the Lord's body and blood. And we hear uh, the words of the sermons preached and, and the, the gospel, because that's the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, trying to give us the same kind of peace that he gave to Simeon. That's right. And, and don't keep that peace to ourselves. Uh, we become instruments of God's peace so that we too can share Christ, that we can share him through word and action so that people too uh, may know that, that peace that passes understanding in any circumstance. Well, we thank you for listening to us. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. basics.